You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's the show that goes around the horn with your Minnesota Twins, with insight from the decision makers in the dugout and in the front office. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, speaking of legends, Jeremy Zoll is in studio here today. We've been trying to get him back in here for a handful of years. He is a uh, assistant general manager. He's a, a vice president. I don't, what other titles do you have these days? Titles. Those are the two main yes. ones? Okay. <laughs> Jeremy Zoll, uh, if uh, you'll recall, uh, all-star performance as uh, a member of our weekly minor league updates years ago. He has uh, since continued to ascend the hierarchy here in the Twins front office, and it's awesome to have JC here in studio with us. And We were actually talking at this point last week. I was texting you from Philadelphia about how one of your protégés, Drew McPhail, just crushes it on this show every week. So uh, you're like a proud pop over there with, uh, with with Drew's performance, right? No doubt. Drew uh, Drew definitely had to make some adjustments, shifting from assistant director to the farm director role, and one of those was getting to uh, speak to people like you. But we've uh, coached him up and glad that he's uh, doing a good job on that. We, we should talk about that because there are so many connections in the front office, and in baseball is a small world, but Drew in particular is a great example. You crisscrossed with him in a variety of places, and – uh, and then eventually you guys both end up here. That seems to be a theme, right? You worked in in part with the Reds. You were with the Angels. You were with the Dodgers. And we see different people in different roles throughout the organization who have ties to places like that. Or Thad having been in Texas or Derek having been in Cleveland. That's just kind of the nature of the game, huh? No doubt. I think uh, anytime that uh, opportunities present themselves uh, throughout the organization, you know, we're trying to find different ways to, to access uh, as many different perspectives and people as we can. And um, sometimes it's it's people we cross paths with for a little bit and then they got to go somewhere else or they gained new ex- experiences and then and then came back. But um, yeah, to your point, Drew and I got to work together for a couple years in, uh, in Los Angeles and uh, that was his internship and first full-time year and he's grown a ton since then and it's it's been really cool to see him uh, really ascend on, on his career path. You're still young, so I don't want to make you out to be like the old guy, but as you're working your way through the baseball world with designs on you know continuing to advance in a front office, do you keep like a list, almost like an athletic director keeps a list of coaching hires in his uh, or her top drawer? Do you keep a list of people you interact with and be like, hey, I really enjoyed that person in terms of this. That would be someone to keep an eye on if, in fact, I'm ever in a position to make a hire? No doubt. We uh, we kind of keep uh, running tabs on that. And, you know, over time, sometimes uh, those people end up getting the role you had them uh, tab for. And then it's like, well, maybe it could be a different role at some point along the way. But definitely uh, around this time into September, start dusting that off again as we start thinking about staff planning and opportunities to continue to uh, improve the organization. Let's talk about this time. I think this is a real unique time for a front office because so often you can say, okay, it's spring training, you're putting your team together. Then it's, we're building to a trade deadline or we're building towards some sort of a roster. A draft is, is another one. Now you're just looking towards September and then the postseason. And that's the goal. You're sitting here with a first place club. Uh, there's no more trades to be made because the deadline is passed. The draft is passed. We got that all taken care of. 
Where is the focus now? Is it simply on trying to optimize the players you have? Is it trying to figure out avenues to make your 26, soon-to-be 28-man roster as good as it can be? Is it already thinking about potential permutations of playoff rosters? Where are you, Derek, Thad, uh, Daniel, the rest of the front office, where are you focusing right now? No doubt. I think uh, August ends up being a time where you do get to catch your breath after a, a crazy stretch with uh, with the draft and the, and the trade deadline. And, um, you know, ultimately it's an opportunity to um, take a look at the minor leagues. What, what opportunities do we want to really try to finish off? Uh, it's a good opportunity to hit player plan goals that we haven't uh, quite been able to tackle yet and put, you know, all hands on deck on some of those resources. And we've had good success in August and September in previous years accomplishing some of those things. So that's some of the focus. It's really dialing in on the St. Paul group and understanding how we want to think about expanded rosters in September and different opportunities there. But, uh, you know, we also have a number of players that um, are on the injured list that we expect to, you know, be able to start rehab assignments at some point in the next few weeks. That'll factor in too. So it's the balancing act of all of those things and, and in turn figuring out what, what is this going to look like for the stretch run. Is it clock management really against the sands of the season with a guy like, say, Chris Paddock, who, okay, he's down in, in Florida. He's coming off an injury. Do we try to rush him? If we rush him, is that to his benefit? Is that to our benefit? Is, is that part of it or a guy like Alex Kirilov even with the clock ticking? Totally. For someone like Paddock, you know, ultimately we're balancing a, a few different things there because, you know, he's coming off of his second Tommy John surgery. You know, that's that's a significant rehab. And, you know, I think sometimes um, we, we give the updates of he threw a live BP, but he still has to clear, you know, um, get cleared through Dr. Meiser. And there's different steps that, that need to happen before you even get to the rehab assignment phase. And then it's figuring out what's the balance of, of impact for this year versus making sure he's set up for as much success as possible, um, you know, to be a, a factor in our rotation in, in 2024. Um, so you're, you're constantly trying to weigh, you know, present and future in, in that regard. And, um, you know, first and foremost, just want to make sure everyone is in as healthy of a spot as possible to compete and, and find a way to contribute here. You mentioned rosters and now just to 28. It's not a 40-man expansion. It's not massive anymore. You've had guys have great years at AAA. And yet there hasn't been a ton of movement this year, which is a good thing. It's a good thing if you're not shuttling guys back and forth, unless you're a guy like Andrew Stevenson, who's had a phenomenal year and been critical to everything the Saints have accomplished. But it's not like you can reward him with one of those spots uh, come September. Uh, Chris Williams, who had one stretch where he had, what, like seven home runs in four days, uh, you know, and, and still knows that there's probably not a path to, to the, the big league roster at that point. How do you address that with these guys? I mean, they're veterans, they know, but you'd love to give them a little something, a carrot, uh, because they've done such a remarkable job. These are three guys whose OPS well over 850 for a full season at AAA, in addition to mentoring younger players, but there's no place for them to go September 1. Totally. I, I was having a conver I was actually in St. Paul yesterday and having a conversation with one of the players um, about, you know, thinking September mindset and all that stuff. And with with uh, the AAA season going so much longer uh, than it has, you know, historically and the fact that we now can't add, you know, to get up to 34 or 36 or whatever it typically ends up being. Um, you do have to, you know, try to help these guys shift their mindset a bit because, in the past, if you got if you did not get called up on September first, it was often like, well, I'll just play out the year, and it's you know another week, and um, you know you you'd get some saltiness from those guys, yeah. and get a little uh, sour. And to totally understand, <laughs> um, you know that that human component of it. But but now, if you don't get called up September first, since it's only going to be two guys, and who knows, it might be an activation off an IL too, so it might only really be one guy. Um, as we think about that, it's like. 
hey, you, you keep pushing here because we don't know when that next opportunity is going to be. It could come at any point in the month. And, um, you know, trying to keep that positive mindset going uh, through that stretch run is, is really important. Yeah, it's a little different animal now than it has been in years past and obviously different when you have the luxury of being a team with playoff aspirations. Jeremy Zoll is our guest, Twins Assistant General Manager and Vice President. We'll take our first break here on Inside Twins. Brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. How memories are created and legends are made. Saw something yesterday at the ballpark that made me smile. We'll share that with Jeremy and see if we can get some insights next on your home for Twins Baseball. Jeremy Zoll in studio with us. And Jeremy, yesterday I saw something I hadn't seen in a long time and it made my heart flutter here at the ballpark. I saw Byron Buxton catching fly balls in the outfield, which is a delightful bit of artistry to watch, even when it's half speed. Uh, Derek was on this program about a month ago. He said he didn't want to close the door on Buck playing in the outfield. Buck's in a very good place right now as he works his way back physically. Walk us through the the organizational mindset, including Buck, obviously, in all those conversations. Um, And are we getting false hope, or is there a chance we get to see uh, him out there in his natural environment? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's false hope. Um, it's something that uh, we've been spending a lot of time talking about, really throughout throughout the whole season. As I know, it's been you know a, a, a big topic for for everyone, and and something that when Byron's able to be in center field, as you said, it, it's special to see, and it it, it, it totally changes our uh, the complexion of our team and uh, the impact he has. Um, you know, I think that this we have an opportunity now as he as he rehabs from this most recent um, this most recent injury to to get him back to as best full strength as, as we can and, and we see that as including uh, center field and want to figure out what that can look like uh, as we as we make this stretch run uh, and push for the playoffs. So obviously a big part of those conversations is Nick Paparesta, the Twins athletic trainer. Uh, you have straddled the lines in, in your roles, a lot of strength and conditioning and on the medical side as well as a lot of player development stuff. Going out and get a proven MLB guy, a well-respected guy who's done this job and done it really well for a long time in this league. What has his impact been throughout the course of the year? Nick, Nick's been incredible for us this year. He, you know, to your point, the experience he brings to the table, the the, the former relationship he has with Rocco from their days in Tampa together has has allowed us to, um, you know, just really enhance uh, our level of. Um, communication, trust, and and impact uh, that that he has in in the training room, um, and it's he's he's just done such a nice job, um, you know, bridging uh, bridging all the departments together because you know in a rehab process it's not just the athletic trainers it's not just adam diamond our physical therapist it's also strength and conditioning it's also the skill coaches and um you know bringing everyone together making sure that when we do send someone out on a rehab assignment we know exactly what we're looking for um and that all those checkpoints are being hit um he's just done a great job with that and uh, that is the, the major league head athletic trainer role is an incredibly challenging role and um, it goes from everything that you think about of just a rehab program to someone was um, up up in the middle of the night, you know, with with some stomach issues and you know need to be on call if the players need something at really any given moment. So it's it's a it's a grueling job, and um, you know that experience that he brings has been immense for us. Yeah, and you can see his impact. And again, you talk about the experience and where I there's like a contrast there because so much of what you do with your big league staff is not about experience. It's about trying to do it in different ways. Hitting coaches, the, the Popkins, Showman, go back to Varela. We've had pitching coaches who'd never done it as major leaguers, always trying to find new ways, new avenues to do it. And yet in that training department, it feels like that's one area where you guys have honed in and said, you know what? 
probably haven't tried that path before might be a big help. Totally. I was talking about this with, with Brian Hausen, who's our um, our minor league uh, athletic training coordinator, um, who also brings a ton of experience to the organization and uh, had previously been previously been with Pittsburgh. And we we're just talking about like the 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 growth path for athletic trainers in the sports medicine realm. Like there's just so many things that you can't really collect in a in a short amount of time. Um, and and getting all those reps through the minor leagues as a coordinator, um, as an assistant in the major leagues, like it, you you need all that to to really succeed at, as a as a major league head athletic. Trainer. Trainer. Yeah, he has had a, a massive impact. Let's turn our attention, Jeremy, to this club. Um, first place, good news. Uh, it, it's been a, an enigmatic season at times, Sput, sputtering, uh, spinning wheels. Then you go forward and you think, okay, now it's finally figured out. And then you get pulled back in with a bungee cord, never relinquishing the top of the division at any point in time. And the argument is thrown out there, and I think it's a valid one, built more for playoff success because of the frontline starting pitching, which the Twins simply have not had. I completely buy into that. And yet I still can't get over the fact that there are these weird sputtering moments in the season. I know it's baseball, and that's always going to be the case. As you guys sit in the front office suite and watch these games, are you as confused and perplexed by some of those things as we are? No doubt. I think, uh, you know, we – um, we feel really good about the group that we have, um, you know, both uh, from a pitching perspective and uh, and on the offensive side. And I think um, every time it feels like we're about to, you know, just just totally break free and um, and and run away with the division, you know, then then we hit one of those 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 bumps in the road again. But I think all of that still gives us a good amount of optimism that our best baseball is still ahead of us. I was talking about that with Paul Molitor yesterday in St. Paul. Like it really feels that way. And um, I think there's belief in the clubhouse that that's true too. And we keep seeing, um, you know, more and more guys turn corners and, and get on good runs. And, um, you know, if we can get a few more guys to, to accomplish that, it feels like we could really be dangerous in a playoff now, series. I, I would agree. We haven't seen the best or all cylinders at one time. And, and one of the things that I'm optimistic about, is growth. I want to talk about like specifically a guy like Matt Walner. The at-bats he's taking now versus the at-bats he took at the start of the year aren't even comparable. It's like he's a completely different player. Would you agree with that? Ab- absolutely. Matt um, Matt's growth throughout the year from last year to this year, all you know, all of those things has been tremendous and, you know, I think um I think again, sometimes we underestimate like these guys aren't robots and they are still learning and they are still um, trying to grow. And, you know, Matt had gotten into a couple, you know, bad habits um, and things that he didn't even realize he was doing, was down in St. Paul, was trying to search for how do I get back to when I was at my best in double A last year that earned me the promotion to triple A, worked with a whole bunch of people to, to accomplish that. And then, you know, then you just saw him take off and, okay, how do we keep that consistent? How do we not fall back into anything that happened, you know, early in the year? And, um, you know, he's – you can see the confidence growing day by day and with, with the big hits that he keeps having, and it's, it's been super cool to see. You, you've had your foot in the player development world for a long time, and so often it's about trying to make a guy a big leaguer. I mean, that's even the terminology. But the development has to continue at the big league level, right? I mean, the teams that win, I'm talking about the teams that always win. The Dodgers are always good. The Atlanta is always good. Their established big leaguers get better in the big leagues, correct? Abs- absolutely. That's that's something we talk about often, especially as you see players getting to the big leagues faster and faster yeah. um, throughout, throughout the league at this point. But, you know... Th- 
everyone um, that we're promoting from AAA, that, that most that most teams are promoting from AAA to the big leagues are not finished products, and, and we're still trying to you know leverage all the resources we have to help them accomplish their, their full potential. I mean, I look at the work Eddie Julian does before every game. He is far from a polished second baseman, but he's made plays the last week that he wouldn't be able to have made even a month ago, and I see him every day taking all those ground balls from Tony Diaz, and now it's starting to pay fruit in games. A hundred percent, and it's like, you know, Eddie has worked incredibly hard at his defense. He's known that's, that's you know, the thing that will be his limiting factor for accomplishing um, as much value as he can um, and getting to where he wants to be as a, as, a, as a full-time big leaguer. So that work has started, you know, all the way back when he was in Fort Myers, and it's, you know, reps and reps and reps and reps in season, off season, and just that, that building. And like you said, that's that growth continues now, and he, he knew that he couldn't you know rest on his laurels just because he had finally gotten promoted. Jeremy Zoll, he keeps getting promoted too. He's assistant general manager. He's vice president with the Twins, and he is uh, forced to join us here on Inside Twins, and we're going to make him stick around for one final segment. It's the Twins and the Pirates wrapping up a series later on this afternoon. We'll finish up our program next on your home for Twins baseball. Our show is Inside Twins. Chris Atterbury, Jeremy Zold here in studio. Twins taking on the Pirates today. It's going to be an opener in Ryan Barucki. Dallas Keuchel goes for the Minnesota Twins. 36 batters faced has not struck out a batter. And uh, he is hoping to not become the first Twins pitcher since 1989 to make three straight starts without a strikeout. Keuchel's a great story, Jeremy, so let's, let's start there. Uh, it looked great in his first outing. He was really commanding. The Phillies did a wonderful job of funneling him into the strike zone where they could do damage last time out. But here's a guy who just decided he didn't like the way it was ending, went out, made some massive uh, adjustments to what he was trying to do. What has your experience been working with this guy who really can check all the boxes on the resume, incredibly high baseball IQ, and what he's been able to do and what you think still he's going to be able to add to this club. Totally. It, w- it was really cool to see when, when we signed Dallas and brought him in for the physical and actually had done it here at the stadium one day, and I got to witness a conversation between him and Matt Daniels. And, um, you know, Dallas had spent a lot of time with the driveline folks over the last bit, and, and Matt also has a bunch of driveline connections. And just just to see how Dallas had really um, evolved in his mindset and, and, and realized – you know, some things that he had maybe been closed off to into the, in the past and how they could really help him um, at this point. And, you know, like, like you mentioned, he had, you know, had, had given it a couple goes with, with some other organizations over the last stretch of time that, you know, he, he's like, I need to do something different. I need to change. And um, that's been, you know, over the last three to five years to see the number of players that are willing, um, even with previous success to, to, to work the way that, that Dallas has, that others have to reinvent themselves further and to, to try to just, further enhance themselves has, has been um, you know, fun to be a part of and fun to, to try to help those guys optimize it to the best of their abilities. If and when Joe Ryan gets back in the near future or potentially looking at a short series in the postseason, is Keuchel a guy whose stuff can help you as a second lefty potentially in the bullpen? It's something that we keep trying to trying to work through and think about. Obviously, um, having having Thielbar back in the bullpen um, really helps from the left side. And, you know, thinking about Dallas, thinking about Giovanni Moran, thinking about Cody Funderburk, who's been throwing the ball really well in AAA, trying to figure out all the guys and, and what the, the right roles are for everyone to, um, to balance things out. As Derek has been saying over the last few weeks, you know, We've been fortunate uh, in general this year from a pitching health perspective, but want to make sure that, you know, 
know, we don't get caught uh, with our pants down here that, you know, you really never can have enough uh, enough pitching and making sure that our starting depth is as good as it can be through through this this stretch run. So, you know, we're going to we're going to keep evaluating those things, see how Dallas does today and, and keep going from there for sure. Is there a danger down the stretch as you head towards putting postseason rosters together, things of that nature of overthinking it? Do sometimes you spend so much time? Well, this one particular guy for this one particular spot where you've got quality guys right there do you, do you have to caution yourself no doubt we were we were even working through conversations last night during the game trying to think about a few different things and there's just ultimately so many moving parts between the IL between you know not knowing uh, if another injury will pop up often these things end up one way or another not always for the better but end up taking care of themselves that you try your best to, to plan things out but ultimately it's still only August 20th today you know a lot of things are going to happen between now and the end of the regular season so you know want to just do our best to keep putting the guys in the best position today's to succeed and also making sure that um you know we we we, we have as much depth as possible to get through speaking this. of depth and good health and i don't want to jinx anything so i'm knocking on wood as a former new jersey high school summer league catching all-star who would pack up his gear and go anywhere on any given day not since 1994 have the twins only used two catchers in a season and so far Ryan Jeffers, Christian Vasquez, the only two catchers you've had behind the plate. That That's a win right there. No doubt. It's uh, it's one of those things that every year we're working through minor league free agency and making sure we have the right amount of depth and Which you AAA. did this year. You and got some big league we, guys you know, we had We had uh, a number of guys in spring training and, you know, Tony Walters and, and bringing back Jair Camargo um, to, to give us that, that depth in, in AAA. Uh, but we've been super fortunate. Um, it, you know, Ryan and, and Christian have done a great job um, staying healthy, staying prepared. Um, and, and I think the way that Rocco has been able to utilize both of them has been has been huge uh, to keep them both uh, you know strong through through this point fantastic Jay-Z it's always great to see you it's always great to talk baseball with you uh, we are out of time here on Inside Twins the pregame lineup cards coming up next and then of course it's baseball twins and pirates congratulations to you uh, by the way and your family and your growing family great to see you don't be a stranger Next time you come back, bring that Spencer Steer card, all right? That Cedar Rapids Spencer Steer card has to pay for my daughter's college education in four years. I'm going to need that. Thanks so much, Chris. All right, Appreciate that's it. Jeremy Zoll. This is Inside Twins. Stick around. The pregame lineup card is coming up next right here on your home for Twins Baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.